I want to ask you to go in your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. This morning, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, one of the most well-known uh, portions of Scripture, uh, it is the prayer of Jesus, or the Lord's Prayer, and I want to read it with you this morning as we come to the Word of God. We've been talking about the table in the wilderness, and so I want to share with you from the words of Jesus. In this passage, Jesus teaches us how to pray. And he, he read, we read in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, Jesus speaking, Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. and Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to focus on the words of verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. We've been talking about the supernatural provision of God. We've been talking about the table in the wilderness. We, we saw how the nation of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, asked God, can God set a table in the wilderness? And the answer, of course, is yes to them. And the answer is yes to you and I this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I ask that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation, that we might hear the word, and that we might be inspired to faith in God this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, and for the glory of God, amen. Jesus taught us to pray, and he said, when you pray, one of the things you should pray for is that God the Father will give you your daily bread. There are a few things I want you to notice with me this morning about what Jesus is teaching us to do. He is teaching us to depend on Him exclusively and to depend on Him regularly for our basic needs in life. He says, give us this day our daily bread. And so He's teaching us that it is not only right and proper, but it is necessary for every believer to have a complete and total dependence upon God. Our lives are different. Uh, some ways they're all the same, but in some ways they're all different. And we all have different needs. But God is interested in meeting the, the basic and various needs of your life. And God is interested in meeting the basic and various needs of every single one of your lives. You may say, Pastor, does God really care about me? Does God really care about my most basic needs? Does he care if I have lunch today? Does God care if I, I have enough uh, money to get to college? Does God care if I have the ability to provide a roof over my uh, family? And uh, those questions are all answered. Yes, God cares. God loves you so much. He sees you 
this morning, those of you who have put faith in Jesus as his children, and a father is faithful in providing for the basic needs of his home. And God wants to meet your basic needs today. Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 tells us that he knows our need before we ask. And this uh, makes us aware of the fact that God knows and that God cares. Maybe this morning you think God doesn't care about me or, if he, or God doesn't know about my need. Maybe you feel forgotten and isolated. Now maybe this morning you feel as though you're too small for God to care. God, my friend, loves you. He cares for you. And he cares to meet your basic need. And he says to you, ask me. Ask me daily. Ask me to meet your basic and most essential needs. And I will do that in your life. I will do those things which seem small. And I'll also do those things which seem too big for any man to do in your life. I'm encouraged this morning because I have seen the faithfulness of God. And I have seen the commitment of God. Not only to myself and my family but to your families and to your lives. Especially in this season where all of us can bear witness to the fact that God cares for us and that God will meet our needs. The next thing I want you to notice about this passage is that the Bible instructs us here that we are to pray specifically. Jesus said, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. That is a very specific prayer. It's a specific request for prayer, uh, pardon, for bread today. It is a specific request from uh, a, a child toward a father. He's not saying, give me bread someday. Give me bread sometime. He's saying, give me bread today. The Bible teaches us to pray specifically. It teaches us to ask God exactly for what we need. Some people pray like this, Lord, bless me. Well, friends, do you realize that that's a very non-specific prayer? There are more than three, more than 7,000 promises in the Bible, more than 7,000 blessings in the Bible. So you know you need to be a little more specific than that when you pray. And the reason for that is this, that when you and I pray specifically, when we ask God for a specific thing and we receive the answer to that specific prayer, the only one that can get the glory or the credit is God. The only one that can receive the glory is the one who answered that prayer. And so God delights in his children praying specific prayers. Listen, if you need a job this week, pray for a specific kind of job with specific kinds of hours and specific kind of pay. And when you pray in this way, you should expect to receive those things that you have asked from God. Some of you are believing God or praying for a spouse. You're praying for a husband or a wife. Let me tell you, pray specifically. Pray for the kind of woman that you want to marry if you're a man. Pray for the kind of, of man you want to marry if you're a woman. Be specific with God. And the more specific you are and the more detailed you are with God and the more detailed he is with his answer, you will return to him with praise and with glory. Jesus, about pardon the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. And he said, you have not because you ask amiss. 
You don't know how to ask. Or you haven't learned how to make a request from God. So I want to encourage you to make a specific request with God and to be um, as detailed as possible. I heard the story of, of, of Pastor Cho in South Korea. He was in need of a bicycle. And uh, at that time, of course, uh, many decades ago, uh, that was a primary means of transportation in lots of Asia, still is to this day. But he was praying for a bicycle, and he received a rusty old bicycle. And he says, I realized then that I needed to pray more specifically. So he said, I went back and I told the Lord, I want a new bicycle. I want a red bicycle, and I want a bicycle with a bell. And when he prayed, all of those things came to pass as God answered his prayer. And that small illustration in his life taught him to pray specifically for the things that he desired. Can I tell you today that you and I must be very, uh, very detailed. We must be very systematic about the way we pray. Prayer is not just a talking to the wind. It's not just a, a breathing out utterances. It is a conversation with our Father. And He cares to meet our basic needs. Say amen, somebody. Then we learn in this verse that Jesus is, praying, is teaching us to pray in faith. He is teaching us to pray in a spirit of expectancy, in a spirit of, of faith. Do you realize that faith pleases God? Faith honors God. Faith is what moves the heart of God. And this morning, I want to encourage you to put your faith in God when you pray. Don't pray mindless prayers. Don't pray repetitive prayers. Pray prayers full of faith. Prayers which have your attention before God. You see, a, the prayer of faith, the Bible says, availeth much. Listen very closely to that. The prayer of faith availeth much. It is a very powerful thing when a righteous man and woman goes before God in faithful and faith-filled prayer. You see, the, the, the act of prayer itself is an act of faith. And this act of faith is one in which you and I enter into every time we pray. Why? Because we pray to a God we can't see. We pray to a God that we might not be able to hear audibly. And so it requires faith for you and I to speak to a God we can't see or that we can't hear. Nevertheless, when you fold your hands together or you bow your head or you call on God in prayer, though you don't see him, you believe that he is listening. And though you don't hear him, you know that he hears you and that he will answer you. And friends, when you and I enter into faith, when we, uh, when we walk by faith, and pray by faith, we will receive the tremendous answers of faith. The 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews is a book of a chapter of faith. It recounts to us the countless uh, ways in which God ministered and manifested his power to those who believed him. And God today, in the 21st century, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, is looking for a people who will put faith in him and who will believe him. What does he say? He says, have I not told you that if you will believe, you will see the glory of God? How many of you believe this morning? If you believe, then you will see the glory of God. The Bible 
here is teaching us to pray for our provision, the daily bread. Now, I want to just mention to you a few things very quickly that bread represents in the Bible. Because for you and I, bread obviously represents food. And that is the thing it represented in the Bible. But the fact is that prayer, or pardon, that bread represents more than just food. It represents all the things that you and I need from God. When we read the Bible, we read about God's provision of manna in the wilderness. That's physical bread and physical food. But then we read in Matthew chapter 15 about the bread of healing. And in Numbers chapter 14 about the bread of victory. In Genesis 43, we read about the bread of reconciliation. And in last week's message, I shared with you about Mephibosheth who ate the bread of restoration. We see in Philippians the bread of abundant supply. For God says he will meet your need according to his riches in glory. And in Luke chapter 15 verse 16. We see that young man who was a prodigal. Eating the bread of redemption and total salvation. The bread that you and I are to pray for daily. Is a various kind of bread. It is the kind of bread that represents all of the needs of our life. And God's desire and will to bless you with that and to give you the things not only that you need, but also the desires of your heart. Now today is Pentecost Sunday. Today is the feast, uh, the celebration of the feast of Pentecost. This was one of the feasts of the nation of Israel. Fifty days ago, we celebrated what we call Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And that is a celebration of the Passover feast. And 50 days after that, they celebrate Pentecost. What is that about? Well, the nation of Israel came out of Egypt on the Passover. And 50 days later, at Mount Sinai, they received the word of God. They received the Ten Commandments and the law of God. So the Passover commemorates and reminds us, uh, reminds the Jews of the deliverance from Egypt. And it reminds the Jews of the giving of the law. For you and I, the Passover reminds us of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Pentecost reminds us of the giving of the Holy Spirit. On the day when the law was given, 3,000 people died because of their rebellion against God. But on the day that the Spirit was given, in the book of Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people were born again because of the giving of the Spirit and the Word of God by the preaching of Peter. And so we see that the letter kills, as Paul said, but the Spirit gives life. But I want to point out to you something, out, something else about the Feast of Pentecost. The Feast of Pentecost was a feast of thanksgiving to God. And it was a feast of first fruits. It was a time when the nation of Israel brought their first fruits to God in recognition of His provision, supernatural provision for them. Now there are a lot of details in the Feast of Pentecost that I don't have the time to get into this morning. But I do want to share with you 
one of the details. And that is found in Luke and part in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 17. If you have your Bible there, open it please to Luke 23 verse 17. We're talking about the provision of daily bread. And God says in Luke 23, 17, concerning the Feast of, of Pentecost, you shall bring from your dwelling places two loaves of bread to be waved made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour, and they shall be baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. Now, this is a very unique offering, and it's a very unique setting, uh, of course, uh, very different in our day. But I want you to think about this. In ancient Israel, at the Feast of Pentecost, they would bring two loaves of bread. And they brought these two loaves, first of all, out of their house. These two loaves of bread came from what they already had received. They were a reminder of the fact that God had already blessed them. That God had already provided for them. And that God had already met their needs. And so they would go into their house. Into their, into their pantry. And they would bring out two loaves of bread. To present to the Lord. And friends you and I are reminded by that. That God has already met our needs. And that God has already blessed us. And so I want to encourage you this morning. In just a few moments, we're going to go into our heart, not into our house, but into our heart. And we're going to bring out praise and thanksgiving to God because He has already met our needs. Come on, somebody. He has already supplied. Listen, every time you bring your tithe, every time you bring an offering, every time you give to God, what are you giving from? You're giving out of the abundance of God's provision in your life and you are, you are demonstrating gratitude for the fact that God has already supplied the need of your life. Let me ask you a question. Has God met your needs? Is there more than two loaves of bread in your house? Is there more than worship and praise in your heart? Come on, let's give God the glory this morning because He is the, the provider of our daily bread. Now something else happened, very interesting. When the, when the people brought the bread to the priest, the priest would, would do what was called or, or give what was called a wave offering. And that wave offering was that he would take those two loaves of bread and he would raise them up to God. And he would do something very unique. He would take those two loaves of bread and he would, he would point them toward the north and the south. And then toward the east and the west. And that was the wave offering. It was a waving of those loaves of bread before God. Now here's what I want you to see. The, the, the priest, by waving the loaves, was demonstrating the fact that there was gratitude in the hearts of the people because they had seen God provide in all the areas of their life and in all of the seasons of their life. Listen, sometimes life takes you north 
And God tells you this morning, if life takes you north, I will provide your daily bread in the north. Someday, sometimes life takes you south and you feel like you're going down. God says, I will provide your daily bread in the south. Come on, somebody. Sometimes your life takes you east. Sometimes life pulls you west. But God said, don't worry about the direction that life pulls you in. Wherever you are, I will meet your need. Come on, somebody. I will provide a table in the wilderness. And I will give you the things that you need in every season of life. Maybe right now, we're in the hot summer and the heat is on. And there's pressure and there's turmoil in our nation. But God says, I will provide daily bread in the midst of the heat and the pressure and the turmoil of your life. Maybe some days you're in the winter. You feel isolated and cold, separated from God. He says, come to me. I will meet your need. I'll put a table in your wilderness. I'll meet your need in every season. I don't know what season you're in this morning, but I know this. Your father is able to give you daily bread and to meet your need in every season. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to put all your faith, your trust, your confidence in God. And I want to encourage you this morning to raise up a wave offering toward God and to say thank you, Lord. Because in the north, in the south, in the east, in the west, in the spring, in the summer, in the autumn, in the winter, in the good times, in the bad times, in pandemics, and in every season, you are good, you are faithful, you are God, you are my Father, and you care for me. Come on, somebody, give God glory. Give God praise. Because he is the one who cares for you. And he will meet your need when you call upon him in prayer. Here's what we're going to do. Let's bow our heads together. And I want you to pray to God this morning. Bring your need to him. Whatever that need is. If you need health and healing, he can do it. If you need restoration, he can do it. If you need deliverance, he can do it. If you need provision, he can do it. Just bow your head before God and bring it to him. Bring your need to him. And then we're going to worship him. And we're going to give him thanks because he's faithful. Because he's good. Because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because he's your father. Because he cares.